You're listening to Irish okay. Radio Canada at home and abroad, and the past few weeks we've been hearing about the strong Irish connection between uh, Canada and Ireland and in and around the Ottawa area where we visited Beechwood Cemetery and heard some of the stories there of some of the people that we were not that familiar with who had association with Ottawa and were of an Irish background and then we visited the Bytown Museum to follow up on that and to hear uh, more of the history and particularly around the canal and also to hear about Thomas Darcy McGee and uh, Every year now in Ireland, in Carlingford, there is a Thomas Darcy McGee summer school and it's coming up uh, this year, the 20th of August to the 20th, sorry, the uh, yeah, 20th and 21st of August. We're going to hear all about it. I have Tommy Fegan on the line. Tommy has been here in Ottawa a number of times and is very familiar with the connection, very much involved. Tommy, thanks a million for taking the time again to come on and bring us up to speed on what's going on. Austin, it's great to talk to you and to uh, lots of people around Ottawa who we've befriended over the last 10 or so years in our joint pursuit of uh, celebrating Canadian-Irish links. It's great and you're doing a great job and we're privileged to be on your show. Now, Tommy, I remember when you came over, I think initially you hadn't even managed to get the summer school up and running. It was in its infancy. It was a concept and you've got it off the ground. How many, what year are we in this year? This is the eighth year. It's hard to believe that it's eight years uh, going, and um, we've we've been blessed with uh, great support from Canada and Ireland, and uh, um, great speakers from Canada and uh, people that you would know well. People like, of course, there's no Darcy McGee story without the great David Wilson, who is the the walking uh, encyclopedia on all things McGee, and David has been coming each year, and he gives the keynote speech again this year. Um, and Mark O'Neill, uh, the CEO of the uh, Canadian Museum of History in Canada, uh, has been a big supporter when we opened the uh, the, ex- the permanent exhibition to McGee in Carnford. We were delighted to be able to take on loan from the museum the gun that G- uh, Patrick Whelan used, or uh, supposedly used in the assassination of McGee, and we had that on loan here for a few months, and that was a marvellous uh, artefact to have. So, to put a, a little bit of background on, on this, Tommy, in the eight years since you got the summer school up and operational, how has it grown, how has the response been, and how has the awareness of McGee's role in Canada grown in Ireland, would you say? Yeah, well, the, the primary objective, the initial objective of the summer school was to uh, make McGee better known here and it's true to say that he isn't as well known as he as he should be um, uh, he you know obviously participated in the 1848 uh, uprising that failed miserably and he, he fled to America and to Canada so I suppose history looks more favorably on those uh, leaders who had more success than that and, and therefore McGee becomes a bit bit more obscure but McGee's uh, thinking, um, particularly his contribution to uh, as a father of uh, Canadian Confederation, the, the the contribution he made are around the principles of equality, inclusion, injustice, multiculturalism, they were well, well ahead of its time. And ironically and unfortunately, those values are still in, in need and demand around the world. I don't need to tell you uh, as you look... You know, around the globe, 
the, the, the leaders, many of the leaders of the big countries are uh, somewhat reticent in their recognition of those values and principles. So the world needs, Ireland still needs it. The, the peace progress has been a tremendous success, but limited to the extent that even this week, last night in the New Lodge, you know, um, people supposedly celebrating the 9th of August uh, internment celebrations and some of the nasty sectarian messages that were going out had nothing to do with true republicanism or true nationalism. So we, we have work to do in Ireland. I, I suggest certainly in the United States of America there's work to be done on those principles. And unfortunately, as we look east to Great Britain and Boris Johnson is not known for his espousal of these values. So McGee continues to be a shining light and someone um, who, whose principles could show the way for a better place than this earth. So, Tommy, in that context, do you set a theme to each year's summer school? And if so, what would the theme be this year? Yeah. Um, for example, in 2016, because of the, uh, the centenary of the 1916, we, the theme was uh, Darcy McGee and, and 1916. You know, was 1916 a valid military intervention or not, and uh, we, we, we take no prejudice and allow people from all persuasions, and obviously people from the unionist persuasion, as well as some people in the nationalist community who, who believe that uh, United Ireland could have been gained through the Home Rule movement. So each year we try and pick a theme that's relevant to, during the celebrations of the famine that was Darcy McGee and the famine. This year, the most pressing issue on these islands is Brexit by a mile. There is nothing more threatening, more in, uh, destabilizing than Brexit and the headlong mad rush of the British government to take us right over the cliff. I say us because I live in the north, as you know. Uh, we voted against Brexit, but we've been dragged in, uh, into the, the Brexit scenario by a small minority of uh, Middle English people who believe that Britannia still rules the waves. Um, so that obviously is our theme this year, Brexit, back to the future. So uh, I, I wish, and I do wish, that I, I was going to Ireland uh, to be able to attend that because I know that, uh, as you say, it's particularly relevant because when you talked about Tom, Thomas Darcy McGee and the famine or Thomas Darcy McGee and the 1916 Rising, it's relating Thomas Darcy McGee to historical context, but what you're doing this year is relating to what is something that is very, very, very current. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's, it's, it's current, but it's pressing. Um, there's, you know, the... The, uh, the economic news coming out of Britain this morning is that it's, it looks like it could be entering a slump uh, as the, the Brexit fear factor is kicking in. Um, agriculture in the Republic of Ireland is going to be severely affected, food processing severely affected, tariffs coming on, on um, goods coming from the UK, which is a major source of um, uh, supplies for the Irish economy. Major problems there. You're looking at potentially thousands upon thousands of lost jobs and industries. Um, so it's not just the indulgence of a little academic school. It's it's uh, giving people the opportunity and the platform to express their fears and and contentions. And we can see already in the numbers applying um, that are well up in previous years that um, you know this is going to be a big summer school this year. 
Now, when I look at the schedule, you um, have, as you mentioned, David Wilson and Mark O'Neill. Dr. Ruth Dudley-Edwards, a historian and journalist, is also on day one. And when you get into day two, uh, or day one also, then the afternoon, you have Tim O'Connor. And Tim, uh, I've met him a number of times. Uh, mm-hmm. He's... Um, as your chair with Michael Darcy of uh, Border Crossings, Sharon McMahon, mm-hmm. and uh, she's the CEO of Locks Agency. Uh, that's uh, Sheila Fitzgerald, the Joint Secretary of the North-South Ministerial Council, and Mary Madden, former Secretary of the Joint Secretary, North-South Ministerial Council. Um, that's just uh, then later on in the evening, uh, I see of Jerry O'Connor with Nola Kennedy providing some music. And uh, you're, you're also doing, uh, are you putting on... Anthony Russell's play, yes. um, the, the trial of Conor Reel. As, as you know, we, we've been bringing these plays that we uh, commissioned Anthony to do for the summer school. There's a big demand for them, and we've, we've been to Canada for three years in a row now with them, and uh, you've been very good at supporting and coming along and greeting us and making us feel welcome. So this year... The, the, um, the, the 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 emphasis of the play is about Conor O'Neill, who is the last Gaelic lord of East Belfast. Um, East Belfast is an interesting place because Linda Irvine um, is uh, has been running a Gaelic classes in schools for people there, uh, in spite of some severe political hostility from you know uh, a community which is always regarded as been very loyalist and very staunch. But Linda has been has been cutting a loan for her for many years, insisting that the Irish language belongs to everybody. And and she has encouraged it, and she's got now got a number of her pupils uh, attending university doing Irish for the first time. And this is marvellous. So uh, the play is very much written with that, that movement in East Belfast and trying to show that uh, um, there is a link between the old Gaelic ascendancies and the current divided communities of Belfast, Loyalists and Republicans. So it would be a very interesting play. And the, the format, as always, with Anthony is that um, a case is put as to whether O'Neill was a traitor or a hero, and the audience become the jury, and they get the opportunity to continue the, the debate in jury session and then to ultimately vote on it. So it's highly entertaining, highly informative, and that's the two twin objects of that. And then followed on with uh, Trad Night with Jerry O'Connor, Nula Kendi and friends, and Jerry, of course. That's always, that's always a good night. Um, we skipped over one particular piece of it. Last year, we inaugurated a, a new event called the uh, Irish-Canadian Person of the Year Award. Right. And that went unanimously to General John de Chastelin, um, who whose contribution to the resolution of our problems is well documented and better articulated than I can. Uh, this year, we're recognising the quiet contribution of a local man from Dundalk who went to Canada and made good and um, invests in Ireland and continues to create employment opportunities and has been a very quiet um, philanthropist, um, uh, quietly given funds to support good causes in Canada and Ireland. And that's Pat O'Callaghan. And Ray Bassett will be making the presentation. Ray, of course, you, lo- you all know was... Yes very popular um, Irish ambassador to Canada just a few years ago. And then Wednesday, a very interesting morning. 
Uh, uh, no, we're beginning to shake it up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I think, are you getting people around the table who normally don't sit around the table together? Yes, they don't do it in public anyway. And, uh, and certainly uh, in past years, uh, we've had, you know, uh, Jim Wells and um, Sinn Féin representatives pointing the fingers at each other and talking about blood on their hands and stuff like that, some very harrowing moments. Um, but the man who I rec- recruited to help me put together a good team is the, the chairman. He's an old schoolmate, classroom mate of mine from South Armagh here, Eamon Malley, right. who many of you would know is a well-known uh, political journalist author. And Eamon, uh, take no prisoners, Malley as I call him, um, is very insistent that he will not allow politicians to indulge in their favourite topics. He will keep their nose firmly to the floor on the topic of Brexit and what their parties are doing or not doing about it. So that'll be, you know, Eamon will make sure, people will come to hear Eamon on his own because he's a very, very articulate and very controversial figure. But uh, he has a powerful team to manage, starting with Commissioner Phil Hogan, um, EU Commissioner on Agriculture, who's in the news a lot here in Ireland, not because of Brexit, but because of a major uh, beef deal was done between the EU and South America, which Irish farmers are saying will threaten their livelihood. So I imagine a lot of the local farmers from the Cooley area and the North Louth and South Armagh area will want to talk to him about that. Well, I'm sure, then, I'm sure before you move on sure. from him, I'm sure they'll also want to talk to him about the recent announcement that there is a trade deal between the US and the EU that would allow beef from the US into the EU. Exactly. Yeah, take those two things together, and he'll have a he'll, he'll be on the ropes fairly fairly tightly uh, on that. So moving on from uh, Phil, next one down the line there. Sir Geoffrey Donaldson. Geoffrey is um, well known um, political DUP uh, leader. He was originally a member of the official unionists, and he jumped side over the official unionists in embracing the Good Friday Agreement, which the DUP eventually did anyway. So. His allegiance to the Good Friday Agreement are always suspect. Um, He has been tipped as the next leader of the DUP, and um, he seems to be putting himself available to... He's travelling south more than any other DUP leader uh, I've seen, and um, he was happy to come here. But he'll hold a firm line on... on, uh, uh, Particularly, he, he would have been one of the architects of the confidence and supply arrangement between the Conservative government and the DUP, which enabled, um, well, almost enabled uh, the deal to be done uh, on on Brexit. But um, that that deal seemed to be uh, a real obstacle to mm-hmm. progress. So he'd be challenged to clarify that. And then you have Breed Rogers of the STLP. Yes, I think uh, people in all communities respect Breed. Um, she is one of these people who you would find it very difficult to take offence with. She is a strong, articulate um, vision of uh, a pluralist Ireland um, uh, with respect and diversity for all. Um, she's come through from the civil rights right through the, the worst days of the Troubles, and FALP in particular were under severe attack by... Uh, those who oppose them from both unionist and republican communities. So um, she's a formidable lady, and although she is retired, uh, we felt that um, 
uh, she's currently retired, but she lived through those defining moments of the peace process and the war and the Good Friday Agreement. And I always believe we need to listen to our elders um, before we uh, move forward. And I can't think of anybody better than Breeds to bring the lessons of recent history to bear on our subject. And uh, following on from Breeds, who have we got? Claire Sugden is an independent um, unionist MLA from East Derry. Uh, she was briefly the Minister for Justice in the last Stormont government before it was prorogued. And um, she wouldn't be as well known a voice as, say, um, Geoffrey Donaldson and others, but she acquitted herself very well as Minister for Justice. And many say that, you know, she, did, she managed to do an impossible job very well. She's uh, probably, for, for many who aren't looking at the thing closely, uh, a newer voice. And I always think that. When you people like Jeffrey and Breed Rogers, you need a new and younger voice, and Claire will bring that dimension to the, the proceedings as well. Right, and then rounding it out, you have Connor Murphy. Connor is a neighbour of mine here in South Armagh. Just lives down the road. He's um, well-known Republican. He's he leads the negotiating team on behalf of Sinn Féin uh, on the on the devolution and restoration of the Stormont uh, process. Um, a very, very skilled uh, orator and debater, and um, I think you know part of the, the part of the high, high, highlights of this debate will be himself and Sir Geoffrey uh, doing battle because that's where the whole thing broke down. You know the lack of trust between Sinn Féin and DUP. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out too. Indeed, indeed. So, as I say, I would love, I would really like to be able to attend it, and, and uh, I'm hopeful and I'm urging you that if we can possibly get recordings of the proceedings, we would be only too delighted to share them, and uh, I know Brilliant. that it's something that lots of people would want to listen to. I, yes, I'll take that on board. Um, I, it shouldn't be too difficult to do. Uh, I'll not be doing it because I'm not a techie, but we have plenty of tech-minded people, including people like Jerry O'Connor, fiddle player, who travels the world, he knows how to set up equipment and sound and that, so uh, I'll make sure we get a, a, a file for you of the whole proceedings, and hopefully it'll keep you all entertained over a long and dreary winter. Aside from entertained, I would hope it would keep us educated, because that well, is yeah. much more important than some well, of this. Yeah, equally, yeah. Um, I suppose you, you, you put your finger on the, the hub of the whole summer school. We try to aim that it is informative, it informs, allows people to um, express opinions and develop opinions. You know, we can't go forward if we, we just go into these types of arenas to reinforce our own positions. Unless people have an open mind, you know, we're back scratching on the walls of the caves. Um, but it also needs to be entertaining because, you know, politics is a heavy-going subject and um, you can see now from looking at that quick overview of the programme that we try to mix a bit of fun in here, a bit of relief, some other interesting things. And the formula's been working, I have to say, you know, this is our, our eighth year and we're looking forward to uh, some very special plans in two years' time for the tenth uh, one. And um, we'll talk to you about that in due course as well, I hope. Indeed. And to direct people to the website, if anybody is uh, looking to get more information, it is Thomas. Darcy McGee, all one word dot com, mm -hmm. and then you're out yes. there. I see on Twitter, and uh, you're on Facebook, and Facebook. Uh, yeah, 
So um, yep, there's plenty. And you, you, um, my email. Happy to give out Tommy Sagan at gmail dot com. That's T O M M Y S E G A N at gmail dot com. Happy to reply to any requests for information. Thanks a million. Well, Tommy, it's been brilliant connecting and again following up and. Uh, we will keep in touch as things go on and hopefully we get to share the proceedings. We will. We'll, do. we'll be in touch on that. Thanks. And again, say hello to everyone, particularly around Ottawa there, who always make us feel very welcome. We're looking forward. Hopefully we'll be back again around uh, October or November.